Come out and see God's gift to women. You know I should have been born triplets because I've got more personality, more technique, more finesse than one person should have. And that's why I say I should have been born triplets because I can do anything a thousand times better than anyone else, be it from the art of committing mayhem to the art of wrestling to the art of making love. In other words, I am the best. You understand that, you pencil neck geeks? Welcome to Ramboulet, Gourmet Rambling. I'm your host, Quasi Joe Blow. Appreciate you guys joining me today. For today, we're going to go into an episode concerning COVID. And COVID, as far as it relates to the food inter- industry, particularly as it relates to, you know, waitresses and having to wait tables during this time because the food industry is changing and everything just seems to be in a chaotic sense of everything with COVID. So I have a friend of mine who, you know, waits tables part time and also serves as my assistant to my creative endeavors. So how's it going, Amanda? What's going on? Nothing much. So how long have you been waiting tables? Um, this is my ninth year, I believe. So uh-huh. I think I started in 2011. Oh, good. So is it, uh, I know, is there, you know, I know a lot's changed probably at your job, but has what has been the you know has like would you say a lot has changed um i think so especially in the beginning right now it feels kind of normal because we've been doing it for so long but when we first um so let me start by saying that i was off for two months because mm-hmm. my restaurant shut down for dine-in service um so from middle of march through middle of may um we were shut down for dine-in and then when we came back, there were a lot of regulations that we had to follow. Um, and so at my restaurant in particular, probably the one that affected people the most, I would say, was just wearing a mask all of the time. Mm. Um, and that's just because with waitressing, you're moving around a lot. So I know for some people it was um, hard to get used to. And then we could only seat every other table. Um and that may change depending on, you know, certain regulations as those evolve, but just sanitizing a lot. Um, but, you know, after about a month of it, it, it didn't seem too crazy, but it's it's definitely different. Um, and it's different to see people come in wearing masks and thing like, things like that. All right. So, I mean, what do you see in like, you know, what I'm really interested in is like people's behavior. What is the biggest change you've noticed in uh like, you know, just normal behavior. It doesn't have to be anything based around COVID, just a person coming in, sitting down. Because I know, I don't know how they're doing it now. I know when you first started, when this all first started, you said that they had, you know, you couldn't be at max capacity and only certain amount of tables. Like the most interesting thing I've heard from you that you said about doing this is that most people, you know, you know, some people seem to just be carrying on like nothing's going on a lot yeah. of time when they get to eating and everybody's handling their food. So, you know, just go into that a little bit, if you will, because I'm not there. So, you know. Yeah. So a lot of people. Um, OK, one thing that I notice now, because our restaurant has reduced the hours that they're open for um, people to come in and eat. And a lot of people stay like after we're closed. A lot of people just want to keep kind of hanging out. And I think that that's probably because. People don't want like a bunch of people in their house from different households. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if they go out to eat, they can all kind of get together and stay there. So And disperse after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, and 
and this isn't, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade at anyone who's doing this right now, but I've noticed a lot of people are still doing like weddings and like uh, reception dinners and things like that. So they're getting together with like 40, 50 people um, at the restaurant and kind of having like those big dinners and which they can still do, you know, it, you can do that within, um, with certain things set up. But I think a lot of people, um, missed going out to eat. And to be honest, I think a lot of people missed being served. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People love to so, like, so let's get into that. Cause that's the thing I've heard you talk about before is just the concept of people wanting to be served. And now this is kind of like on topic, like on topic, because it's like kind of just based on serving without the topic of COVID. But like, what did you know, what do you think it is about people wanting to be served? Because what I know, you serve a lot of wealthy people of all kinds. And I mean, people from all, and I mean, not even just wealthy people, poor people seem like they come in there and, uh, you know, or whatever, but it's a nicer restaurant. So what do you think? uh I don't know. I'm not trying to ask that. Where do you think most of that's coming from? Um, I, I think that people like to be able to have control over what they want. Mm-hmm. So I think that when they go out to eat um, for a lot of it, it depends. So for for example, for people who might be like on the wealthier side where the money isn't the issue, they want things to be exactly the way they want them to be because that's just what they're used to doing. Have you noticed people be bossier and want more control during, you know, COVID and everything? Um, yes and no. Like, I find people to either be that way or to either be real laid back. Mm. It's kind of interesting. Like, people are either very um, particular and very, like, rude almost about what they want. Or they're just really laid back and they're, like... You know, they're kind of messing with you like, I can't hear you, you know, mm-hmm. from behind the mask or whatever. So it just it really depends on the person. And that's just serving in general. You have so many different experiences with so many different types of people because everybody has like their own stuff going on, you know. So I see that, you know, so we're talking about it from like an employee to like customer basis. One interesting dynamic that I, I mean, they show it in movies and all kinds of stuff is the employees with the employees. How was that during this time? Um, You know, it's interesting because, like, me, even before COVID, like, I'm always big on sanitation. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I've noticed that even with people, like, knowing this is going on, and I even work with people who are a little bit older who could probably fall into some of the high-risk categories, and um, they don't seem to care. They don't really seem to be, like, cognizant of, um, you know, upping their sanitation game. Um, You know, I've seen people, like, blow their nose and not wash their hands and, like, I don't know, not wear gloves or a lot of of the time when people come in the back, like, they're taking their mask down Mm -hmm. um, off their face. So I think, like, it would depend like for me i choose just not to say anything to people because i don't want to be having like these scuffles with people every single day i just try to do the best i can personally yeah um but i think if there were more people like with my mind state that people would probably be saying things to these people and it could be like a bit chaotic um so i think too something i've noticed is um 
people are like, the employees are very controlling of each other, you know? Mm. They're very like, almost like watchdog. Like they pay too much attention, like they just pay too much attention to people, mm-hmm. to what everyone else is doing. And I think that that's kind of the hardest part of the job. Uh, me personally, my personal experiences is just people paying too much attention to what I've been doing, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I also want to add on to that by saying like the reason is because I do my job correctly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not just saying that. It's like I really do try to go out of my way to make sure things are are right and done correctly and especially like sanitation wise. And um, so I think with COVID, that's been the most interesting thing employee wise is like other people looking at you like you're crazy when you're the one, you know what I'm saying, doing everything like, quote unquote, correctly. So, you know, before COVID, it seemed like, you know, the employee dynamic where you work is almost like, to me, cinematic. Like, it seems oh, like yeah. they're like characters out of a movie. Yeah. So, you know, this is all from COVID, just in general. What is What would you say, you know, it's like working, like, because, you know, we don't, you know, people who come to eat, they just see the part where they see the ambience, they see, you know, the mm-hmm. other people, but, you know, it seems like it's a whole nother story going on with the oh, food yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. So, what do you, um... Oh, let me get into it. I'll get into, like, the back of house politics. Is that kind of what yeah, you mean? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, for people who, you know, haven't worked in a restaurant or don't work in a restaurant, the restaurant's broken down into front of house and back of house. And front of house is like what you see when you go out to eat. You see the waitresses, you see the hostesses, you see the bartender. Um, you might see a manager walking around, although they, you know, they do everything. But then there's like a whole other world that goes on in the kitchen, and that's referred to as back of house. That's like your um, your cooks, your salad guys or ladies, um, your dishwashers, things like that. So. Um, from what I understand, I've only worked in two restaurants, but from what I understand, there is this like, um, legendary feud between back of house and front of house pretty much at every single restaurant. Um, so it's not unique to where I work, but it does always create for some interesting dynamic between people. Um, mostly I I think the thing is, is that like both houses front and back have a lot of, um, high stress and like low time I guess to do what they need to do so it's a high stress environment there's not a lot of time you're always in a rush um and I think that both parties feel like the other one doesn't understand what the job entails you know so there's always this like oh you don't understand this so you're stupid and you don't understand this so you're stupid so like I have spent so many nights at work dealing with um you know grown adults telling me I'm stupid because I'm just simply asking them what like my customer wants. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so it's an interesting um it's a very interesting dynamic and I think anybody who works in a restaurant would definitely be able to understand but like for the people who don't it's um it can get very dramatic in the kitchen and by the time your food gets to you there could have been 10 different conversations about your steak or chicken or whatever you ordered and how it was supposed to come out. So, in any sense, and I might, you know, I don't ever like, I'm not trying to talk about anyone. I always try to let that be or trying to put out anything bad. But, I mean, it's good and bad with everything. So, what is some of the crazy, what is a crazy story just to give people kind of like a, and I might, you know, and I don't, you know, I'm crazy. Now, I'm not saying it has to be anybody's personal business or anything, but like, what's a crazy story 
that talks about how like crazy it can get between front and back of house? Um, like I think for like the regular person who may just walk in the back and would see something that they that would look crazy is um a lot of the time like I've seen cooks like slam plates and break them, people um, screaming at each other between the window, you know, and the thing is, is it may not sound that crazy, but you have to realize in a kitchen, there's sharp knives, there's hot grease, there's slippery floors, there's hot grills, like there's a lot of dangerous, you know, situations going on. So when you feel because the other thing about being a waitress too is like you really learn to feel people out you learn to feel out your environment so when you feel that tension building um and then you see like all of these hazards around or people start slamming things down and yelling at each other um those are probably some of the crazier things that I've seen um I mean I've seen like grown men like chest to chest about to fight over like a trash can you know what I'm saying like just over over stuff that is um you know, it's pretty stupid when you, when you would unwind the issue at hand, but it's really just a matter of, um, the tension continuing to build and then people getting to a point where they just don't want to deal with it anymore. So you come back in the kitchen and there's like, you know, two grown men, like chest to chest about to like, look, they look like they're about to fight. Uh, that can be uncomfortable. Um, so let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. I've heard, I remember a story you told me one time about how this uh, customer like got mad at one of the employees and like oh, yeah. slid the plate into her face, like smacked her in the face yeah. with the plate. I've always done it, thought it interesting because when you work, you know, you serve like wealthy people. And so it's pretty interesting to me, like how like I would like you to talk about like how crazy like you know customers can treat uh like you know the the waitress on that end you know it's how you know i'm not trying to well i have a story for you so Mm -hmm. well that was that was a story someone else experienced um she was um a manager who went out to a table and someone was having an issue and he got so mad that yeah he slid his plate because she was um she wasn't standing at the table she was bent down so she was like eye level with them and so her face was, you know, right above the table. Um, and he slid it and it like hit her in the face. Um, That's wild. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, she didn't do anything, but I, I think that there are a lot of people who maybe would, but, um, so yeah, that was crazy. And then I had, um, this isn't like a physical sort of situation, but I had a guy one night who ordered a glass of wine was this during COVID or after, no? This before is after? before COVID. Mm. Yeah, this is before COVID. Um, I'm sorry. He ordered a bottle of wine, but he accidentally ordered it from the glass wine menu, so the price was really low. It was like nine dollars or something, and so when the bill came out, um, you know, he was charged for a bottle and not a glass, and he didn't understand. And I was, I was telling him, sir, you know, I apologize. You ordered a bottle, not a glass. That was the glass price that you saw mm-hmm. and uh he's like go give me the wine menu so i get him the wine menu and he's <laughs> like and so he opens up the page and he's like read it read it and he's like shoving the wine menu in my face telling me to read it and i'm trying to explain to him. And yeah <laughs> and his wife is like no charles like you know what i'm saying and i'm just yeah. like um so in those circumstances i just try to get a manager 
because you never know how, I mean, I've had people grab my arm before, you know what I mean? If they're, if I'm like, um, I'll go get a manager for you. Like they'll try to grab you. It's just, people are kind of, um, over the top sometimes with like the service they expect, I think. And that's, Mm. that goes beyond what the job entails. That's why I say people miss being served because there's a lot of being served that has nothing to do with the service in the restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so have you, with COVID, have you noticed anything, um, have you know these stories like the battles between front and house and mm-hmm. customers getting crazy? Has there been like has it spiked? Has it evened out since COVID? Is it something that uh I don't know? Um yes and no. I think people like I know in the beginning, um, people were really weird about having to like follow the rules with like there can only be 10 people at one table but people were trying i remember like the second day we opened up people were trying to fit like 13 14 people at a table and then you have to you know politely tell them like these are the the regulations and i know probably everyone by this point has seen plenty of videos online of basically employees getting cussed out by people Mm -hmm. or having the police called on them or something crazy because you know they were just trying to do what they were supposed to do Um, we haven't had anything super crazy with that, but people are definitely resistant. They don't like wearing the masks. Um, we had a, one night at the bar, we had, um, a guest. I'm not sure if this was COVID related. I honestly, I don't know what happened, but the bartender, he was being so belligerent toward the bartender and the guest, the bartender had to come out from behind the bar and like, get with the guy and say, this is my bar. If you're not going to respect me, get the F out. And like, normally I feel like pre COVID, you couldn't talk to customers like that, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think another thing that's kind of changed, and I can say that this in the very beginning as well, because I felt like this, I was almost, um, I wasn't on guard, but I was like, if anyone tries anything crazy, I don't care. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you. And before I wouldn't really feel comfortable doing that. I think most employees right now are just trying, we're just trying to maintain our livelihood, you Mm -hmm. know? And so when people come with the crazy stuff, it's like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be afraid to assert myself with you just because I'm an employee and you're a customer, you know? Yeah. So has there been, you know, I know you said that people, because it seems to me some of the stuff you tell me is that people seem to be a little bit more, uh, you know, like they come in and they know you guys close at nine. They come 20 minutes right before close. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Or people um, just kind of seem like they, because uh, what's interesting to me, you would think, me personally, I wouldn't want to go out somewhere and sit in a situation, you know what I'm saying, where other people going past. I don't know if anybody in the back is doing, you know, regular, you know, regulation stuff as far as like masks and stuff. So mm-hmm. it just seems interesting to me how some people can seem so laxed, it's, you know what I'm saying? And I'm feeling like I'm going to come in right before close and nothing seems, and you know, that has nothing to do with COVID. It just seems like everybody seemed like, you know, I really particularly wouldn't want to come into a place at the end of the day after a traffic of people have stampede in and out of there. And I'm going to come at the tail end of 20 minutes of it. Yeah, I know. I think that's interesting too. That's, that's probably the one thing. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying about, I think people just don't want to be at their house with other people, but they want to be with other people. Mm. So the restaurant is a place where they feel like they can do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
just recently I took care of a wedding party. There's people, I mean, 30 people. And, you know, there's certain things people are supposed to adhere to, but it's like you can't regulate every single little thing that people do. And so it is pretty interesting to see people with, um, I mean, this grossed me out. I'll be honest. It was a bride and groom and they like, you know, um, when people cut their cake with each other and like kind of shove it in each other's face when the bride and groom cut the cake, like they did that and they were like licking each other's fingers and like, you know, kissing each other after it was just like, (laughs) it grossed me out. So it was like, I feel like that is reserved for like your personal area, not a restaurant that could just be because I work at one. And again, I'm not saying I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody at all, but it, it is interesting to observe people, um, kind of act like nothing's going on. And, um, I don't know. I mean, that was definitely a pre COVID thing, but now that COVID's going on, I would, I would think that most people would just want to take it easy, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I don't know. So, some of the things that I've always been interested in with you working in a restaurant are the the rich people because mm-hmm. they're they're just some of them come from like really big companies. Some of them seem like they may have inherited it or whatever. You know, you have some people come in. So, this is off of the whole COVID thing. Like, what are some of the craziest things you've heard about the rich people who come into your restaurant? And not um, like their personal lives, like, you know, yeah. but just like, you know, or like, you know, another thing that really trips me out are like crazy big tips that people leave and all that stuff. So like this maybe talk about that, like the tipping, because that's something that is really interesting because people always talk about black people like they don't tip. But from what you told me, it's not even that like anybody in particular doesn't tip. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like or anybody in particular, you know, tips well, it's just like, yeah. or doesn't, it's just everybody does or doesn't you know what i'm saying so what's let's talk about the tips like what is the some crazy like amount tip stories even if you didn't get it stuff you heard from other people all that stuff um well one night i heard i i think i was off that night but this company came in um i think it was so december is our best month um Mm -hmm. because we're a steakhouse so people are wanting that you know that comfort food and to get together have that fancy meal so mm-hmm. i think it was in december this company came in um with like 20 people for a company party um then they spent like i think two thousand dollars on dinner mm-hmm. or i don't remember maybe even more but they tipped the um they tipped the two servers like twelve hundred dollars so the server split six hundred mm-hmm. or they split twelve hundred and got six hundred each. What? Well, um, did, who was the person that left the tip? Is it did they did you remember? Um, probably the owner of the company, I'm guessing. I mean I mean, uh what was the company? I mean it like in like a sense a, like a what It was a like, tire company. Tire company, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's so that's the other thing that's really inter- okay. One of the most interesting things I've learned about um, people because, and this goes into what you were asking about with tipping and, um, about race and culture and things like that, because, um, there are people who really believe like only one type of person is a good tipper. And in my experience, that's definitely not the case. Um, and I have found all types of people tip well, or don't tip well at all. Um, but the most interesting thing too, sometimes is like, you really can't judge, it sounds really cliche, but you can't judge a book by its cover. You can't judge mm-hmm. a company by their name or what they do or the suits they bring in or anything like that because sometimes people come in um, and there'll be guys. I know we have – sometimes we have guys that, like, go down to um, 
to the south during hurricane season to clean mm-hmm. up. And um, they come in, they spend a lot of money, they tip really well. And some people would like turn their nose up at them because they're not coming in as businessmen in suits. You know what I'm saying? They're mm-hmm. coming in in like their jeans and work boots and stuff like that. But they're there just to have a nice meal and a good time, just like the group of businessmen would want to come in and have a nice time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have found um, the tipping thing, that equation that people use with white people only being like the best tippers, it just doesn't add up to me, you know? So I don't use that equation. Um, But a crazy tipping story for me personally, and it wasn't like, it was a, it was a $200 tip. It wasn't a ton of money, but it was the biggest tip that I had gotten so far. But um, this guy and his girlfriend came in like five minutes before close. Right. And it actually wasn't in my section. And the server whose section it was in was like, Cause people get, you know, servers get upset if you come in right before close, like they want to go home. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I really don't want this table. And at the time I was like hustling, like I wanted, you know, I needed money. I think I was about to move into a new place. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'll take the table. That's fine. So, and and the guy was being kind of weird. Like they wanted to sit off to the side. Um, he was taking a while to, to order and look at the menu. And he was like asking me weird questions. And then he finally was like, so like, what's the biggest tip you've ever gotten? And I think, um, I told him whatever story it was about that. And then, and then I had literally a week before this seen a video go viral on Instagram about this girl who, um, got like a $200 tip from somebody who was like recording her, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I came back and I told my manager, I was like, I really think that this dude's about to like really tip me because he keeps asking me these weird questions. And it turns out the guy, um... He did. He tipped me like $200 on like $50. Damn. And and actually I found out later like he would come and he was really wealthy. He I think he went to like Harvard Business School. Oh, okay. He drove a Lambo. Okay. And yeah. like, you know, Is that he the would, guy that drives that white one? Yeah, the one that we see around town. Eventually, I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah. So like um and he's like a younger guy, you know what I'm saying? So he came in right before close with his girl and it was just kind of like you know, it looks like any other table you're going to have, but you just never know with people. And it always makes for, I find the more open I am with people, I have really cool experiences. You know, the job isn't a glamorous job by any means, but it's definitely taught me, um, it's taught me a ton about people that I would never have learned. So with, um, with COVID, is it, what are the tips like? Are wealthy people still tipping well? Or, you know, or, cause I would feel like me, like, you know, I just went, to Papado yesterday and um you know and that was like my first time going out to like a restaurant and sitting out like that you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying for real and um I was just you know I mean you know me in general when I eat I'm just real merciful I'll thank you appreciate it yeah. you know what I'm saying just like really like just like I don't know just spare mercy on me don't spit in my food don't fuck it up please take nice care so is it right are people acting like that? Are people just like, you know, screw you, I'm leaving you? Because you tell you, so you get stiffed on, like, you've ran some up. People, some people are very, like, very gracious, very, um, they'll, you know, they'll tip you extra. They'll ask you how you're doing, like, how are you doing with all this? Like, what do you think? You know what I mean? Other people are, um, no, they're just, sorry, excuse my French, they're just dicks. Like, <laughs> you know, they don't care. They, um, and, you know, honestly, that's their prerogative, but it, it doesn't make it any less interesting just yeah. because, you know, that's their choice to do what they want to do. If you want to, I'm not saying people 
need to be so nice all the time or anything like that. But mm-hmm. it just, it really is interesting. It just kind of makes you wonder, like, what's going through your head? You know, yeah. like, what what are your expectations? Like, why are you being like that, you know? So are your tips good these days since COVID? Or are they, like, all right? Or what's going on? It's with- it's um, it up and down, man. It really mm-hmm. is. Like, sometimes it's a goose egg, literally, like, nothing. Um, and then sometimes people tip you 30%, 40% on their bill. It just depends. Um, it's So the thing about, you know... COVID right now is a lot. So I feel like a lot of people's behaviors have changed a little bit, but like, honestly, not really, you know, because like I said, a lot of I've noticed like on the employee side, a lot of the people who were just had nasty habits, they still have nasty habits. Mm -hmm. A lot of the customers who, you know, were nice before COVID, they're probably still going to be nice now. Same thing if they were like, you know, rude or entitled or demanding before, um, But it does, you know, I know I was real frustrated one night because there was like a group of girls that came in, um, you know, like 30 minutes before we closed. They stayed two hours after we closed and they tipped me like 10% and like, Mm. you know what I'm saying? And I think stuff like that, it just... So some people feel entitled. So are some people feeling entitled with COVID coming around? Some people like... Serve me, my life is rough, everything's crazy, like, you know. I don't know. I I don't know if I can answer that yes or no. Like, I would want to probably say yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean? But I don't know what it is. Like I said, I I know their situation, for example, like, they were celebrating a birthday and I think um, it was, I think maybe they had kids and they all wanted to, you know, be out with each other, which I totally Mm -hmm. understand, but um, I don't know. It was like, was you going to stay two hours later and then like... And yeah, under tip, you know. Yeah. Oh, another thing too that people don't understand um, about you know serving is that I have to tip people out as well. So at the end of the night, like I tip out a server assistant, or most people would know them as like a busboy. Yeah. Um, I have to tip out a bartender, and then on the weekends I have to tip out a food runner, and all of those percentages, those are all set in stone with the restaurant. So like, whereas tipping is optional with people and you know, 20% seems to be the the standard that people like would like. Um, I have these set percentages at the, at the end of the night that I have to tip out the people who help me during my shift. So, you know, if you come in and, and those, um, those percentages are based on my sales, not my tips. Uh-huh. So if you come in and you rack up a bill and then you don't tip on it, I, I actually have to pay for you to eat. Like, I have to pay for you to come in mm. because I'm paying out. I have to pay those people out. That's part of my job. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So um, that's another thing a lot of people don't know is like mo- in most restaurants, this is the setup. It it varies restaurant to restaurant, but every restaurant, um, I'm sure, has a tip out system. And you have to take care of the people that helped you during your shift. And those percentages, um, there's a minimum percentage set in stone based on your sales so if you have a bad night tip wise, it can really, yeah. um, it can really get you because you're, you have to still pay the people who helped you out, you know, and you were the one doing the bulk of the work for your personal tables. You know what I'm saying? So, so has that, uh, has that, that system of like having a payout, has that been crazy or has it had to like, are people expecting more of you? Cause I'm, I don't know if people are working harder or not. Are they, uh. 
No, right. and um, and I've I've actually been making an effort to try to overtip people who have been helping me, just because I know it's like rough for everybody. So, mm-hmm. especially if I have a good night, like I make sure to take care of the bartenders and the you know the server assistants because um, my job would be much harder without them. Yeah, especially yeah. right now. So I'm trying to just make sure I take care of everybody um, the best that I can. But I mean, for the most part, at this point in time, things have kind of normalized. So everybody is done complaining about wearing the mask. You know what I mean? I remember in the beginning, like people were like trying to get medical exemptions from wearing the mask. People who worked there, like yeah. the servers and stuff. But I think at this point, everyone's kind of settled in to the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, it's interesting to think about what's going to happen next. Um because my personal stance is like, well, I'm still going to go to work because I have to make a living. But every time I go to a shift, like I'm, I'm not actively nervous, but it's always in the back of my head that like a bunch of these people could just have COVID and I don't know it. So that's what I was just in my head. (laughs) I was just thinking personally without asking about anybody else making it about you, how, you know, did you deal with a lot of fear? Like, you know, are people that were a lot of other waiters dealing with fear? Um, or waitresses? I think so. I mean, like I said, like, you know, most of the people I work with are older than me and, um, I would imagine they were nervous. I I know a few of them definitely were, but me, I was, you know, because especially when we were two months into COVID and everything opened back up with restaurants, um, it was just like still unknown kind of what was going on. Yeah. So I was still trying to figure out, like, how vigilant do I need to be um, about everything? Like, do I need to be, like, spraying my shoes with Lysol when I get in the house? Or do I just need, you know, throw my clothes in the washer right away and wash my hands and sanitize everything? Is that good enough? Um, Another thing that, which I think I talked to you about before I went back, was like, man, like, you cannot social distance in a restaurant working there. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, impossible. And the... um, the restaurant association really, really like persuaded, um, you know, our governor to open back up based on like these stipulations. And I was just like in my head, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work out, you know, because kitchens and restaurants are small spaces. You know, you're always around people. Um, as far as employees go, like you're just always around each other. So I did try to be off to myself when we first went back, but it's just kind of like, one of those things you have to accept that maybe you just can't do all the time, you know? So, with you know, with social distance, you know, with it being a distance thing, you said it's a pretty small space. Mm-hmm. I, one of the interesting things that you told me about is when everybody came back, how, like, you know, because you remember you stopped working for a little bit when you had COVID, you know, I mean, not when you had COVID, but, yeah. when it, you know, when the place had to shut down. Yeah. You said as soon as when you started working back, people were just like... It was like nothing happened. You've had to tell people like, hey, you're standing too close. Yeah. Or, man, you can't be in my face or put your hands in your mouth and touch yeah. me. So it, that was like... It was weird too because it, I felt like... um, I felt like the outlier. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I felt like... And there were plenty of times where I just didn't say anything because like I just didn't want the heat from people. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't want... um. I don't know. I just didn't want people like, oh, she's just being dramatic about this, you know? So I think the thing for me that I've really tried to do my best at is like, don't police other people. 
You yeah. can't do that. Even if you see something like crazy, it's like, I'm not your mom. I can't, I'm not, and we're all grown. Like, I can't tell you what to do. So my, in my head, like the best thing I've been able to do is just do the best I can. I wash my hands a lot. Mm-hmm. I always have my mask up at work. I put it on before I go in and I do not take it off until I come out of the building. Yeah. Um, and then when I get home, I put my clothes in the washer right away. I wash my clothes and my apron, everything after every single shift. So I just do the best that I can because when I came back, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, no yeah, one. Yeah, you were telling me people just eating and coughing and just Yeah, like sharing and... vapes and um, sharing drinks <laughs> yeah, and yeah. having parties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was crazy. And so, yeah, I think um, it was definitely nerve-wracking for a while. And I think yeah, now Yeah, I bet I'm, it could. It would have had to have been. Yeah. And so now I'm just kind of like, um, I don't know what can you do? That's the, that's the rock and the hard place. I think a lot of people that are like back at work right now, it's just, you just have to deal with it, Yeah. you know, and mentally just like, cause I mean, I'm a big believer in like, whatever I'm focused on is going to be what I'm going to involve myself with. Yeah. So I try not to go in there and be obsessed with the fact that COVID is just like probably everywhere, you know? And I try to just understand like, um, just take care of myself, you know, be the healthiest I can, take my vitamins, get my sleep, drink my water, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, when, when we went back, I was definitely nervous for sure. I was, I bet that would have had to be nerve wracking. Yeah. So what is the, um, what's the, the oddest experience or not even with you involved, you know, you just looking out of your eyes, seeing like, what is the craziest thing you've seen up in the restaurant with not like what people doing, like you snitching on people or anything, but just like, you know, somebody was coughing, you know, into somebody else's oatmeal and they just kept eating. <laughs> like, you know, what is somebody like, what though? Um, I think, I mean, honestly, those wedding people with the cake, that that was pretty gross. I mean, they were licking each other's fingers. They were like kissing each other with the cake in their mouth. Like that was, that was probably one of the grosser things I had seen. It doesn't sound gross. I know I'm probably sounding stupid, but to see it in person and to be like, ew, COVID's like, you guys are, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But, um, I mean, I think too, like, I think the crazier notion is, um, and this isn't just like where I work. I think this is in general. And I've heard this about a lot of places like people not following the uh, COVID guidelines because like they don't want their business to shut down again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like that's always in the back of my mind too, that like you never know if you never know if like you've been really exposed to somebody or not. You don't know if, if the business is being honest with you about things or not. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's like a lot of people are concerned. Well, I don't know if a lot of people are, but for me personally, that's a concern of mine is just the honesty around this whole thing. Like, because I know people are concerned about their business and their money and things like that. But, um, because like my thing is like, I don't even own the business, but I'm still dependent on it, but I still care about my health, Yeah, you know, and the health of other people. So, um, that's, that's probably another thing that, um, has been interesting just, you know, COVID cases and just like, if people are being upfront with you, you just don't, you never know. Cause there's, yeah. you know, there's HIPAA protections for people. So, um, you, I, I have kind of just felt like, um, at the mercy of everything else, to be honest with you, like going back to work, I just felt like at the mercy of the customers, 
excuse me, at the mercy of um, the the owners and you know what they choose to do, what they choose, how they choose to treat the situation. Um, like, you know, that sort of stuff will get to you because where you're dependent on may not be handling things the best way. Yeah. And that has also been, um, a little bit tricky to deal with mentally because, um, you know, when, when we opened back up and I was concerned about everything, I felt like I was putting myself on the line to make sure I came back to do my job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but you know, as far as other things like crazy things with COVID, I'm not, I haven't seen anything. I really feel like the most things that I've seen that are that really gross me out are people blowing their noses and not washing their hands. Um, okay, this is gross. Mm. Uh, the you know somebody there was something in someone's like food the other night, mm. and um, the cook like they brought it back to the cook to show him. It was like a piece of plastic or something. I don't know what happened. And the he, did he hold on? Did he take it out the food or did he take it out his mouth? He took it out his mouth, right? Yeah. Okay, so then they bring it back to the cook, and then the cook is just like picking it up, and they're like, "He don't, he doesn't have gloves on," and they're like, "This was in the guy's mouth," like because they told him before, even he picked it up, like this was in the guy's mouth, and then he picked it up even still, and they're like, mm. "Hey, that was in the guy's mouth. Make sure you wash your hands really well." You know, it's just just stuff like that. It's like, where is your head, man? I don't understand. You yeah. know. So stuff like that, I'm not trying to badmouth anybody, but it's just, you see things sometimes and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't, I just don't know where some people like, where their head is at (laughs) with the cleanliness, you know? Yeah. So, well, I think we've to give, you know, I'd like, you know, I I have everybody on, I'm probably going to say this, but you know, Amanda, I'd like to have you on to do like a part two of this because, you know, I know time's going to pass and we're going to have retrospect and new experiences, so definitely i'd like to have you on i can't remember if i even introduced you by your name amanda at the beginning i'm amanda yeah so sorry about that but this is amanda and a person that assists me with my uh, photography and stuff so you know she tells me some pretty crazy stories and so i'm sure by the time the holidays come we can definitely do a part two and everything so definitely yeah so you know as usual we're gonna get at you guys later where these other pencil neck geeks end that's where i begin that's right. That's why they say I'm nice and I'm cool, calm and collected. But when a dingaling comes in and tries to interrupt me when I'm talking, that's when I get riled up. You people out there know I'm great. I know I'm great. So why should a dingaling like this come in and interrupt me? Because you want. Here he goes again. There he goes again. Listen, fella, 